Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Leadership Revealed. And I'm very, very pleased to announce it's a special edition. Um, I'm joined today by Samana Duran, who is a British entrepreneur, media personality and founder of C- and CEO of Be Your Own, a digital media and news company that advertises for women in business. Um, Samana launched a fashion career at just 22 years old when she established Critics Clothing, a streetwear brand that has gone on to accomplish many great things, lots of which we're going to talk about today. So with all being said, I'm delighted to welcome Samana to the show. Thanks for joining me. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for inviting me onto the show. It's brilliant to be here. So yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Listen, let's, as I say, let's start in the beginning. If you don't mind, can you just give um, our listeners and people watching on YouTube just a, an overview of where you came from? I think it's really inspiring um, critics clothing and especially now what you're working on on Be Your Own. So if you, if you don't mind just giving us a bit of a background. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually essentially started off as a TV presenter, wanting to be a TV presenter, moving to London. And um, I mean, the industry is great, but as you know, it's very fickle and, you know, it can be very champagne or baked beans, if you like. That's what I like to call it. And uh, I thought, okay, well, where where do I see myself going? And as much as I kind of really loved being in front of the camera, I was was more about really being behind the camera, making things come to life. Um, and I was landing great jobs. I was working at Sky. I was touring all of the world, um, going over to the US and presenting for car rallies and TV shows in Albania. But I thought, where do I really see myself going with this? Because I was, you know, I really, really like the idea of building this empire, building this brand, something that I can see myself doing long term. So I sat with some friends and I was looking at obviously their lifestyles and stuff. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Um, but what I'm doing at the moment is it's just not sustainable. So um, I sat down, I thought, what can I build? What am I really passionate about? And at the time, all the models and the, the TV presenters and people within the media industry were really all about having swimwear brands and lingerie brands. And I was like, mm, I just don't really think that that's for me. It's just not really me. So I wanted to launch a streetwear label with a little bit of like, you know, charm and charisma and something that was really unique and had this identity within itself. And I sat there thinking about all these different names and how I could incorporate that into the brand. And I was over in the US um, on this tour rally, on this car rally presenting. And I'd come over, come across these like Mayan headdresses and these little like feathers mm. and stuff. And I was like, oh, I really love that. How can I incorporate that into the brand? Because that'd be great on a t-shirt. Because the Mayan headdress is all about celebrating your individuality and really being you know, confident in who you are. And I just, I loved kind of taking that and then applying that to the brand and making that really transparent, really, that you should be who you are. You should be proud to be who you are and not confined and put in these boxes and pigeonholes so um I came back and I was like okay I'm gonna start building this brand I'm gonna start ordering all these clothes in doing a lot of wholesale and I was hiring like cheap designers and web designers but for some reason it just worked really really well and we was doing lots of lots of orders just by word of mouth 
And as time kind of got on and I built this community, I mean, at, th at that time I had no investment, everything was word of mouth and take, I was taking all of my TV industry contacts and my media industry contacts and saying, can you push this out? Can you rep this brand? And I was getting them down for interviews. So it's a bit like a catch 22 situation. So I started this blog with Critics Clothing and I said, listen, you have to be wearing the brand when you wear the brand, we talk about whatever it is you want to plug at the time. And I was selling these interviews to like tabloids and journalists and selling the pictures as well. And we ended up getting like David Airwood, um, Hugo Taylor. He'd just come out of, um, I think it was, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of It. Right. Uh, Baz Blackwood, who was in Only Fools and Horses and Lock, Stock, Smoking Barrels. And then before we knew it, we had like Wretch 32, Sneakbow, Rita Ora. And it was just amazing just to really watch this brand grow and grow and grow and just have that organic growth. Because even back then, Instagram wasn't really about. So it was really about, I guess, like influencer marketing, but it just wasn't because obviously people need paying now for ambassador you know, roles and endorsement. And as I said, time had gone on and I thought I'll start something off the back of that, which was be your own. And I, I really liked the whole idea of just building this sisterhood community. And at the time it was just a platform. It was just on Instagram. And I thought I'd take these women, some of the women that we'd already interviewed before, like singers and songwriters and artists, and we'll give them a platform to talk about what they do. And it was just really nice because we just built up this, solid community of women in business we're taking women at that point from real estate cryptocurrency as it was back then marketing yoga instructors and it was just so nice to hear their stories because that is really essentially what be your own is you know as long as you're happy doing what you're doing doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or how much you're earning just stick to what you're really good at and as long as you're really passionate about what you stand for that's all that's ever really going to matter so we started off as a non-profit for the first 18 months which is you know that's how I guess some businesses do start and it really was just a passion just to speak to other women in business and I sat down with the business development team and we thought okay well how do we make this scale how can we grow this how can we grow a team and actually make this a profitable venture because there's clearly a need for it. There's clearly like women are really engaging in this community on Instagram. So how do we push that? And uh, we came up with this business plan and this marketing strategy. And we started doing reaching, reaching out to women on LinkedIn and people were just lapping it up. We're just snapping at the, uh, snapping at the chance to just be part of this community. And of course we had the odd woman that was like, oh, you know, why do we need to pay for this? You know, why do we need to be part of um, this media brand that you're building and pay for it when you essentially need us. But we was obviously doing all the legwork, getting them out there, promoting them on Instagram, all the newsletters and just really, really pushing them out. And as time's gone on now, we've got the webinars, we've got the podcasts, uh, we've teamed up with even just throughout COVID last year, throughout the pandemic, we teamed up with over 300 PR companies and communications agency just to really push the women out there on behalf of them so we only work with like female backed brands and or there has to be at least one female founding uh, co-founder within an organization but it's really just about giving women that opportunity to talk about what they do and why they love it so much and really just about 
just helping the next generation of female entrepreneurs because it really is tough out there. And I think that if more women supported each other, I just think there'd just be so much more put into the economy and so many more beautiful collaborations and partnerships happen. And that's really what we're all about. It's just watching all the all of this come to fruition and just saying, hey, we've got a connection there or hey, we've got this, we can connect you there. And just watching everything come to come to life, really. So I guess that's mm. where where we're at now that's amazing i mean it's it's definitely that women uh, don't have that equality of opportunity as much as men be that you know we've got to look after you know the children or it's just a societal expectation i'm very very fortunate in our business that you know i think out of 11 out of our 12 managers are women my area managers are women my my mds a woman so i'm very fortunate that i've never experienced it but just listening on the forums and, and speaking to people, it's it's a real serious problem out there. So is are the people or your customers or clients coming to you, is that because of what they've experienced or what's the particular reason that they're coming to you and wanting to deal with other women? I think it's, I mean, unfortunately, we do still see there are some sisterhood communities out there and these networks out there that say they champion other women in business. And unfortunately, a lot, of the, a lot of them don't really stand by what they put out there. And I think there's still that scarcity mentality where women think that by giving to someone else is taken away from themselves. And really, there is just so much, there's so much pie out there. Mm. Yeah, everybody can have a slice. And I think the women just really come to us because... You know, you only have to read the testimonials and the trust pilot reviews and the LinkedIn's and all of that. And the women just really love sending this content viral. And I think they know that we really stand by what we do. We really champion our women. We really just communicate, push them out there and deliver what is expected of us. And I think they just trust in us as a brand, mm. partly because I think of what I've personally, personally done. Um, and what my own personal brand ethos is as well, that I just, I really love seeing women just grow and not only professionally, but personally as well, because it's, it's nice to have those connections with other women who are interested in fostering great relationships mm. with other women. You know, seeing that, I think there's something really, really powerful with within that itself. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, when I, when I was checking out the, the Be Your Own website and I was watching some of the videos, some absolutely amazing videos of some of your clients you know there's a couple of them there was a i think she was she became a model at 58 year old um is it lydia or something like that i can't remember the lady's name but it was absolutely amazing that she was she worked in a in an environment like she was a teacher pretty much most of her working life yeah 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 and at 58 year old she said you know what i think i'm gonna i'm gonna do completely something different and there was another lady who who um was a um a plus size model and she just said i'm happy with what I was given and you know you've got to be comfortable in your own skin and I, and I think it's really important that we've we can't look at other people who make judgments on us we've got to look within ourselves and be happy with with what we've got effectively well it's all we've got so <laughs> yeah. essentially that's all we've got is ourselves and I think that as long as you're presenting your best self that's all that's ever going to count that's all that's ever mm -hmm. going to matter as long as you can look at yourself in the mirror and say you know what I'm happy mm -hmm. um and of course look we all need to evolve through life we all have goals and aspirations and that's you know, you've got to have that drive to keep going and pushing yourself harder but what really counts is who you are and being proud of who you are you know it doesn't really matter if you're black white thin fat wherever you come from what your sexual orientation is that's your choice just stand by it and be proud of who you are 
Yeah, and doing hideaway. Yeah, sure. Um, sort of taking it back to the critics' clothing days, I was really interested um, when you said that you knew you wanted an empire, and you just you just didn't know what because that's exactly one hundred percent the same thought process I went through, and it's something I knew that I just wanted to build something that I could create a legacy, pass on to the kids, or, or sell and and get that that capital life changing event at some point in the future. Because a lot of people are slave is a horrible word, and I don't like using it, but a lot of people are in that job mentality where they just want to get up nine to five, come back a couple of holidays a year, but they're not really in control of their own future. So, I mean, was there a a pivotal moment when when you said, do you know what? I want to be my own boss. I want to have my own empire. Well, I think my grandma and granddad and dad as well have always really encouraged my entrepreneurial streak. I've always had this like drive to go and do something. I was always a worker and I spent my entire life moving up and down the country due to my dad's job. And uh, we was actually in Kent for a while. My dad had bought a pub. And yeah, I just didn't really fit in with that school that I was going to at the time. I'd moved from somewhere else that I'd been at school for like 10 years. So it was, you know, new friends. And I just, I just wanted to work. And obviously I couldn't really work at my dad's pub because I was too young, I was 15. And I was like, what am I going to do? I know what I'm going to do. When all the punters come in on a Saturday and Sunday to play the pool and watch the darts or whatever it is, they can all park the cars and I'll ballot the cars. And that's what I did. I started balloting the cars behind the back of my dad's pub. And I was charging them nine quid and obviously they'd give a tenner and I'd get, you know, one pound tip. Uh-huh. And soon enough, I was doing like 15 cars over the weekend. Oh. Yeah, so for 15 years of age, I mean, that wasn't really bad pocket money. You know? And even Pretty still, good. like my dad, even from young, you know, I, I had to work for my pocket money. I had to do mm-hmm. the chores. I had to do the cleaning. I had to do everything and get my pocket money. And in the back of my mind, I knew that, okay, well, if I save like 70% and only spend 30% on like stationery or green day CDs, like that will go towards my future. And I think from young, I always had that mentality that you have to work for what, whatever it is you want in life, you have to work for it. And I think that that's made me appreciate so much more and like really value the concept of money, because if you get it too easy, like you just don't value it. Mm. And you, I just feel like work, like I've always worked and it's a major part of who I am. It's a major part of what I do. And I'm very fortunate to be in a position where everything that I've done, I've really enjoyed. Don't get me wrong. I have worked one summer in McDonald's, but again, like that for me was a point where I was like, okay, well, you know, this is, this is real life. People go and do this every day, nine till five for national minimum wage. And this is not where I see myself going. Mm-hmm. So I guess, because I've always had that mindset and I've always had that mentality to really be driven and take myself to the next level, like building an empire. I suppose, you, you know, back then being an entrepreneur wasn't re- you didn't really go around with that title of saying, I'm an entrepreneur. It's just, it's, there's so much glamorization on it now, but it's, it's very difficult. And I don't think people really understand what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And that's not to say that all of my ideas have been successful. Um, there have been a few that haven't been that great, um, but I've really worked hard and give 150% to make sure that, yeah, it's worked, but it's just, it's not been as great. It's not been as successful as my other ventures, but it's, mm. yeah, I've tried. And that's uh, all, isn't it, trying? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's what an entrepreneur is. It's, it's somebody who tries something, gives it the best shot. It doesn't work great, but we learn from it. You know, I've had tons of failures and tons of things that haven't gone well, but every single time we've 
we've learned from it and we've implemented it in, in the next business. And um, something you mentioned earlier on, Simona, was about your personal branding. Now, in the, the real estate industry, which is a lot of our listeners um, who are listening are working in the state agency or letting agency, <clears throat> there's very there's something very big at the moment, which is the personal branding. So a lot of agents are going out there working on a self-employed basis and being the person that the, the, the homeowner goes to. They don't go to the company, they go to them. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Because you've got a huge personal branding and social media following, but also I'm guessing that that helped build the company as well. And which came first? And do you think it's a collaborative issue or one's more important than the other? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. Thank you for asking that. I think what really helped was I was nominated as um, Forbes 30 under 30. And yeah. then having that, having that title and having that, I guess, authoritative voice within branding and marketing and actually building brands really, really helped. And mm. it's definitely helped in terms of like opening the doors. And it wants people seen that that was a part of who I am. Um, it became, I became a brand through that because before then I was just modeling TV presenting again, like Instagram wasn't really as big as it is now. And I'd be posting the odd personal picture, like pictures when I was on holiday or pictures when I was doing presenting gigs and stuff. But I didn't really think about branding until I was really reading into other women like Ariana Huffington, mm. Ariana Huffington and um, Cheryl Sandberg and Richard Branson. I was thinking, oh, I'd love to be like the female version of that, you know, but how do I get to that point where people are really taking me seriously and I'm, I'm a brand on my own? Um, and then I just really just revamped everything. I just took everything off and just started fresh, just having professional headshots done and just making sure that everything was really controlled because we actually have an in-house PR agency anyway. So a lot of our PR comes from us and we, you know, I'm very lucky that I have some great women that push me out. I'm just really making sure that the media outlets that we work with, the, the po well, podcasts weren't really, really around them, but the interviews that I were doing were really aligned with who I am as a person. So it's no good doing, you know, showbiz magazines and hello magazines i mean that's great but they were they needed to be business related and i'm i mean i remember it was just really difficult to even get a look in with like square mile magazine or like the telegraph i mean it was really really tough because no one was really taking me seriously but then i just became proven and slowly slowly you know you just pushing things out and people just was really starting to take an interest in who i am and what i do and know that i was really serious with with what I want to achieve and what I want to do with this business that I'm building so I think it was just very it was very interesting for, for people to really cover and get on board with in, in terms of your, your personal branding as I said you've got a huge huge following and um, we'll put all your social media handles in um, below the video on YouTube so people can follow you um, how would you deal with trolls because the more you put yourself above the parapet the more I mean I got stalked at the weekend I put a post out on Facebook saying that you know you've got to show up every day blah 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 a couple of examples the famous one being Arnold Schwarzenegger when his father passed away he missed the funeral so he could go and train for the Olympia now in no way did I suggest anybody should do that but I've got a couple of pretty crappy comments if I'm honest it's water for ducks back with me but I, I, you know at first it bothered me was it the same you did it bother you to start off with and how did he get over that 
I mean, very fortunate because I've not really had a lot of trolls. Uh, anybody who I think would put anything negative, I'm going to just block and that's it. I don't, I don't even give it a second thought. I couldn't care less. Like, your opinion of me is never going to matter. I really don't care because I'm too focused on what I'm doing to even give a damn what you think about me. Um, and it says more about that person than me to be honest that you lack you know you're insecure mm. and you don't have confidence within you within yourself and we had a, a a case not so long ago actually where our team do a lot of outreach so we we search for new clients to work with and new women that we think that would be absolutely brilliant on on the be your own platform and that it would mute, be mutually beneficial for them to interview for us and also for us because we i mean of course we want the content we want to interview these women and we started off like with lots of micro influencers and macro influencers and was, for us it doesn't really matter again back to the women that we work with it doesn't really matter who you are and what you do or how many however many social media followings that you've got if you're a great person that's all that matters and we want to work with you because we think that you'd be a great person to interview and have a great story to tell that others can hopefully learn from um and so there was something on Instagram about, it must have been about two months ago now. And one of our ladies had reached out to a particular lady saying, you'd be brilliant to interview. And this TikTok thing, we don't deal with TikTok. We don't work with, we don't do anything with Snapchat either. Um, she put this video on um, talking about how she thinks it's wrong that media companies should charge for ed editorials, advertorials and sponsored content. And she thinks that it should be free. Um, she didn't tag our name, but she was putting like, yeah, who and Forbes because a lot of the time their journalists and their writers will reach out to women and say oh guys as well are entrepreneurs or whatever topic that they're covering and say hey you know we can do it for this package we can get you in all these different outlets and this other woman had then commented and, and tagged our name saying that we're really relentless for that which is actually brilliant because it means I at least I know that our women are doing their jobs and they're being paid to do their jobs it's brilliant um but she tagged our name and I sat there for a while thinking, oh, like, how do I have a good comeback for this? You know, I want to be really diplomatic. I, you know, really want to get myself my point across that I think it's disgusting that you've done that. And I thought, do you know what, actually, it doesn't really matter. Um, and I looked into who she was and she was supposed to be like some financial coach. And I thought, hold on a second, you're advising other women out there to charge for their services, yet you don't think as a, as a business that we should be charging for our service because we're a media outlet. Who do you think gives you your voice? Who do you think gives you your platform to talk about what it is and what you do? If it wasn't for media outlets and magazines and podcasts and webinars and TV and radio, how would you even get your, your voice out there or your brand message? So uh, she put it on her Instagram, put it on her Facebook, put it on her Instagram story. And I thought it was hilarious because actually what, what it did was it just drove more engagement to our community, more following, more bookings, more signups. So more for her, to be honest, because all she did was give us, give us more branding, give us more brand awareness. So it backfired on her. So in actual fact, I didn't really need to do anything. It spoke for itself because again, like if people love what you're doing and you're sincere with what you're doing, People are going to buy into that. And I think that people have bought into, again, not only me as a person, because I stand by the Be Your Own brand ethos, um, but they, they buy into Be Your Own. We're proven now. So I get to fantastic women. 
authenticity, isn't it? I mean, you know, when people are going like that, it's screaming like a banshee. I mean, you know, metaphorically, of course, people take a step back and they go, idiot. You know, it's actually doing you more favours. So you're like, bring it on. Keep keep on screaming like that. It's, it's actually doing us more favours getting our brand out there. Well, yeah, because like I said, what happened was she tagged us on Instagram. Yeah. And then people that were then like, oh, who's Be Your Own? Let me check out their website. They'd gone onto our website, seen that we do, you know, we've done brand collaborations with London School of Economics and mm -hmm. JP Morgan, Nat West, um, moving ahead. And our biggest um, media partnership to date is Cision PR Newswire. And I think their, their outreach is like 7.2 million. Wow. So then when they see we're working with brands like that, they're like, well, they can't be that bad then. Yeah. Well, why yeah. shouldn't we charge? Like yeah. we have confidence in who we are as a brand and what we do and we know that we deliver. If you don't have confidence in what you are and who you are and what you deliver, then that's not my problem. That's mm. you. That's on your part, not mine. But it's about, it's about knowing your value and charging accordingly. And the, the market will dictate whether you're worth it or not. The, yeah. You know, if, if you're overpriced and you're not delivering, then you won't have any customers. But if you get more customers, then there's an argument to increase your prices if you're we delivering do. that value. Yeah, absolutely. We increase our prices every single year, but we know what we bring to the table. We yeah. know what we're capable of delivering. So at the end of the day, if women are willing to pay for it, there's a market there. Mm. So capitalize on it. How have you been able to pivot and change your business model during COVID? Because I know you used to do a lot of meetups. Obviously, you've gone on Zoom and webinars and stuff. Was it just that that changed or was it a bit more complex than that? Not really. I'd, I'd just say, to be honest, it's been a blessing in disguise because, I mean, of course, the pandemic isn't brilliant. Yeah. Um, of course not. Um, <laughs> but we've got a lot of members overseas. So our, our three biggest audiences are the Canadian audience, um, the US market and the UK. And uh, what it enabled us to do was just really connect with them and bring them in because they can't fly in for a ladies lunch. Mm -hmm. So how are they going to be part of a membership? How are they going to be part of a community where they're not actually physically meeting the women they're not actually engaging you know face to face with other women and networking as such so i thought okay let's try this zoom and i'm not a fan of zoom not a fan of these you know online seminars and things like that but i thought let's give it a go let's test it and uh, i thought i'd do every other month and we started off doing the first one and the women just loved it. And I thought, you know what, actually, this is going to be a permanent extension of the Be Your Own brand. So we've mm -hmm. kept it. So when we do resume back to normal and everything goes back to normal, and it's the new normal, as we'll call it, yeah. we're still going to be keeping the Zooms. But we'll also do the Be Your Own ladies' lunches as well and just combine the two. And the women that can't fly in for the lunches will then just do the Zoom. Because, I mean, most of our members really are London-based. We've got a few in Manchester and a few in Scotland. Um, but most of them are willing to actually travel to London. So, again, like, I know what we do. I know that what we bring is very valuable because all the tools and resources that we offer, the women can take away and think, oh, goodness, like, I can apply that to my business. That's going to help me grow. That connection there is going to help me grow. So women want to travel. And, of course, we're going to be limited, but probably only allowed to have between six and ten women but that's fine for us we don't mind because we know that these women are willing to invest their time they're willing to come down they're willing to come down and and, and network with other women in business mm. who share that kind of same thought perspective on how to grow and how to get to the next level it is it's always about adapting to the challenges i mean anyone that's been in business longer than a couple of months will realize it's it's tough it's it's very difficult and this coronavirus is just absolutely shifted people's thought process. I mean, I've never thought my wildest 
dreams or nightmares, whichever you look at it, that I would be doing as many Zoom interviews. Um, I'm, I'm all Zoomed out at the minute. I'll be completely honest about it. But it's, you know, trying to get our team on Zoom 18 months ago would have been a nightmare. But now it's it's the only way we communicate. I mean, obviously, you know, estate agents are a bit different. We can stay open, but we're not allowed everybody in the room. So it's all about just changing your, uh, you know, how you operate to suit the current market conditions, isn't it? Yeah. I think people often think that by pivoting, it's the whole 360. Yeah. It isn't that. You don't need to do a full 360. Sometimes yeah. you just need to just turn yourself slightly to the left, slightly to the right. Think, okay, well, how are we going to tackle that? How are we going to overcome that challenge? And I think if you've not got these challenges, and if you've not took anything away from this pandemic, then you've definitely not grown at all because it's affected, it's affected everybody. And if you've not learned something from this pandemic, then, well, I don't know what I don't know what I can say about that. Been asleep for the last year for sure. Yeah, like where have you even been? Yeah. I mean, one of our major challenges actually really was was hiring. Mm. And um, because I like to meet the women face to face and I'm all about energy, you know, mm. getting that, you know, feel of someone. And um, to find people to hire via Zoom, sitting there, pulling the backdrop down and just, you know, going through these questions and just, it's very awkward. It's very, you don't know who's walking next. You don't know how to, you know, so, and you don't really know what they're thinking, you know, because realistically, we would be meeting up. We would be going for lunches. We would be sitting down every other week and going through how we're going to do this, what the strategy is, what's the audit. Um, and now it's had to all be, you know, it's all been done by Zoom. So mm. we just had to adapt, I guess, to that, like you said, to the marketing conditions. Yeah, good. which, you know, all good leaders do. Um, and last question, Samana, because I really appreciate your time and thank you so much for doing this, is um, I just want to ask you, what do you think good leadership is? What do you think the qualities of a good leader are? I, I always say it's three things. It's tenacity, perseverance, and resilience. And if you've got those three key ingredients, I think you can go far because you've got to have that mindset. Not every door is going to open. Not It's not always going to be a yes. And that's just, that's just how it is in entrepreneurship. But it might not be a yes now, but it might be a yes in six months time. You know, getting my foot in the door with certain clients, getting seen, getting published in, in some magazines. Yeah, it was very, very tough in the beginning. It was in the very beginning, it was a no. Mm -hmm. But having that perseverance to keep going when days are very difficult, because I really don't think entrepreneurship is very, very tough. And as I mentioned before, there's just been so much over glamorization on, on being an entrepreneur that people just throw this word around, you know, getting investment, doing this and scaling up, throwing these like all these cool words around. Yeah, these buzzwords and stuff. And it's just like, actually, do you know what it really takes? It is tough. Some days I wake up and I'm like, oh goodness, like, what, you know, just scrolling through the emails. I'm like, oh goodness, like, I don't know if I can deal with today. But having that resilience, having that perseverance and having that tenacity to know that, okay, things are going to be better. Mm -hmm. You've got to keep going. And you've also got, I feel like I have a responsibility and a role um, as an entrepreneur to really show to other women that, that it is tough, but you can keep going. You've mm -hmm. just got to find a way. And they're going to be, they're, there are plenty of women out there who are going to support you along the way because that's really what it is all about. And, and again, you know, I really stand by the Be Your Own Ethos and I love the women that are part of the Be Your Own Membership Club. And we just champion each other and bring each other up. Mm. 
That's absolutely brilliant. Samana, I just want to say on behalf of everybody listening and watching, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to speak to us. Um, if anybody wants to uh, know more about you or the Be Your Own brand, I've checked out the website. It's brilliant. I highly you know, recommend you guys get involved. We'll put all the links to social media channel, um, handles in the website in the, in the description below. But once again, Samana, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Cheers.